We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show, a Friday Fives episode. We're recording this Friday morning around 9 o'clock. And I hope everyone enjoyed the distraction that was the Derek Jeter ceremony this week. Um, I enjoyed the Jeter stuff. You and I obviously did the episode, but I especially enjoyed it because it took my mind off the god-awful baseball team that is playing in 2021. What the heck? I mean, there's so much to unpack and to complain about. The Friday Fives could legitimately just be one through five. I hate this team. I hate this team. I hate this team. I hate this <laughs> just team. Just get a bitch and bitch and bitch and bitch about everything that's happening here. Yeah, no, pretty much. That's exactly what it could be like. You know, coming into this series... I remember talking about it at the end of the last episode uh, or Monday episode saying, yeah, this team is coming in. And I, I was scared of this team. Not that, not that the New York Yankees should be scared, but when you get, um, when you get taken by the, the Baltimore Orioles and then all of a sudden the Toronto Blue Jays see that they're four games, four and a half game. It was four and a half games back of the Yankees at that point uh, with four games. Like those numbers line up pretty closely there's going to be a, a pretty clear target of what they're going to do, and this team is dangerous. And what did they do? They came in and dominated, whooped the Yankees' ass, made them look stupid, made Aaron Boone look like a child, uh, made the, you know, exposed the bullpen for the bad, not talented um, bodies that they are, exposed the strikeout, happy, non-home run hitting, non-baseball playing God, lineup that, that is on the New York Yankees, and um, they they expose them for everything that they are because this this Toronto Blue Jays team that's fun and young and hungry and and wants to prove something. They're they came in and did exactly that. They, I mean, from from the first from the first game from the first inning, they came in 
and and they were swinging they were swinging and ready to hit and ready to play and ready to uh, you know just lay it on the the New York Yankees and that's exactly what they did they embarrassed the Yankees at home over four games in the middle of a Derek Jeter week when the guy that led this team I mean I mean you can't get more symbolic than this you really can't we were talking about this on the Jeter episode of um you know this team had it at one point 2016 2017 is when we we saw some things 2017 it was the it was in the stars it was written we saw like this team was playing well and they had the the core to take it and they just they don't have they don't have the moxie they don't have the same attitude they don't you have mentioned this. the word leader you mentioned jeter as the leader and let's start there it's number one takeaway for me where's the leadership on this team where's the fight where's the heart where's the leadership they're two and ten since their 13 game win streak ended it's as if they won the 13 in a row and they sat back and crossed their legs and say we're good we got this now we're, like we don't need to keep fighting this is how this is who we really are let's just let's just you know go out there roll the dice and, and we'll be fine not so much Saturday against Baltimore, last Saturday, they get the big Gallo game-tying home run. What happens? They do nothing. They lose the game. Wednesday against Toronto, Brett Gardner hits a big game-tying home run after the Yankees' offense had been completely shut down with no extra base hits for 14 innings. Gardner with a three-run Old balls Gardner. Who he should cares. Not, he cares. Should not even be... We shouldn't still be talking about Brett Gardner, but here we are in 2021. Brett Gardner is leading off, and Mr. Old Balls, Dusty Bones Gardner actually came through and hit a home run. What did the Yankees do? Nothing. Thursday, Rizzo game-tying home run. They did nothing. It's like they get these – some guys, some, some things are happening. Okay, here it is, guys. Game tied. Fifth inning. Game tied. Sixth inning. Game tied. Eighth inning. What are you going to do? Nothing. Where's the fight? Where's the leadership? It's non-existent. And yeah, well, they I won mean, 13 in a row, but they didn't, they're not doing anything with it. The leadership and the fight is exactly why this team is where they are offensively. They got the home run because that's what they do. They, they shoot for the moon. They, they, it's, like, it's like telling your social media team to, hey, make a viral tweet. It's like, you know, like that's, that's just what they do. They don't build up to something. They don't. They don't go out and uh, and, and build. In, in the 13-game streak, they were stealing bases. They were hitting and running. They were actually grinding out games and innings and trying to create things on the base path. That's they were they were actually doing the right things to play baseball. When you when you get the you, the home run at the end of the, towards the end of the game, tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's momentum. You should be feeling it. But but they're still trying to hit that home run again. And the unfortunate part of the other side of that home run is a strikeout or a bad at bat or a lazy fly ball or whatever. So unless they connect on that barrel in in the way that is needed to hit the ball out of the ballpark in those particular instances, they're not going to succeed. So but it's more about, they're almost it's more- set up to fail. They're almost set up to say, okay, occasionally we're going to get that game tying home run. Occasionally we're going to get that. But then then nothing. Look, look what happened last night in the, in the, in the ninth inning. Aaron freaking Boone brings in Andrew Heaney. It's not his fault he's on the team, but it is his fault that he brought him in the game. And he put a two-run game against two, the Toronto yeah, Blue Jays who have won three, game. Yeah, it, it going it. to sweep them mm-hmm. at home in a in a series where they are giving up the entire wild card lead and brings in Andrew Heaney. Mm-hmm. 
How is that? How is that not a fireable offense? I'm s- because the guy that would fire him is the one who put him on the team. Yeah. That's okay. A, that's exactly why. It's because I think they they still think Andrew Heaney's got it. Look at look at Boone's comments after last weekend's game when Andrew Heaney blew it. It's like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna have his moments. He's gonna he's gonna get there. We thought we thought the stuff was good. It was just a victim of soft contact. They they truly believe Andrew Heaney can get the job done. I can't sit here and take these people seriously when I hear that shit. I can't sit here, watch the games that I see, watch the things unfold before my eyes with the decisions that are actually made by grown-ass men who have been in baseball from in some capacity for 20-plus years, 30-plus years, and make these decisions and say, Andrew Heaney, the guy who gives up four home runs every single time he comes in, is the guy that I'm going to bring in to avoid a sweep, to keep my team in the game, a two-run game in which those two runs were actually given back to us in the ninth inning by two solo shots with two outs, and yet we're still down by two because Andrew Heaney gave up uh, another two spot and put the game out of reach. You, uh, it's, you, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. You, crazy. You talk, you talk about the bad approach. The bad approach is obviously there. I, I, I'm more pointing to the fact that once the game gets tied – you would think that is a momentum shift and that the Yankees would actually come to life, whether it's on the pitching side or on the offensive side, and try and win a game when it's tied late in the inning. And what happened was Toronto shrugged that off. It doesn't matter that we're tied because we know we've got this. They came back every single time, scored more runs, and the Yankees' bullpen, which is completely decimated. Andrew Heaney should not be on the roster. That's true. People bitching about Sal Romano in a uh, tie game in the seventh inning last night. That's true. That's, That's something to bitch about. But my question is, what's the alternative? What well, you other have Sal jackass. Romano coming in after Juan uh, Rodriguez, who's a guy that's that's on this team and has come in big yeah. moments. My point but is, if, but if you're having them both up like, right now, they're all bad right now. The bullpen has been awful for two weeks. So yes, yeah, Sal Romano is not a major league pitcher, but everybody else has blown games over the past two weeks, including Aroldis Chapman, who makes twenty million dollars a year. Okay, so they have nobody to rely on in the bullpen. The offense is completely non-existent with the small sliver of a couple moments, which they do nothing with. And to boot, number two, Garrett Cole leaves his start, which was another game you just needed to have Garrett Cole pitch a shutout in with a hamstring issue. Now, luckily, the hamstring issue doesn't seem like he's going to land on the IL. He didn't have an MRI. He seemed to have caught it before it got really serious. So I guess... That's a smart move on Cole. Like some people might say, oh, you got to stay out there and battle. But you know what? He pulled himself out of the game before he actually did some serious damage to to his hamstring. So he's not going to really miss that much time. Boone says he's going to start a game early next week. But that's one, your number one rotation piece who's going to be out of start. The number three thing, Jamison Tyon placed on the IL with a partial right ankle tendon retroactive to September 7th, which was his last start. Okay, there's another body down. I know Tyon had had a couple bad starts in a row, but now here we are again, three-fifths of the rotation out, and the the guys now who are there are Jordan Montgomery, who I guess is the most reliable at this point, Corey Kluber, are you kidding me? Luis, Luis Heel, I guess he's going to get another start, but he walked seven guys in less than four innings, okay? Yes, I know we've been calling for Luis Heel, 
Because I'd he rather watch Mauricio a... walk seven Fine. guys than Andrew Heaney he pitch anything. He hadn't given up a run at the major league level, so he deserved to keep getting a shot. But if we expected him to have a zero ERA going forward, we're all well, fooling ourselves. Not. Yeah. He walked seven guys. Walks have been an issue for him. He averages 5.2 walks per nine innings in the minor leagues. Yes. His I've been talking about that for, for a while. All these right-handed arms that are coming up through the Yankee system, while they are very, very, very talented, they can't throw the ball over the plate in a consistent manner. He did. He started to. I mean, he still walked some guys in those in those scoreless innings as well. But I'm still looking at him. Give him another start. Give him another oh, start. Oh, definitely. I mean, you have to give him you another start at this, at point. this point because Look, of the injuries. But but it's it's uh, his stuff was still filthy. He still got a ton of swings and misses. So, like, that potential is there. But again, let's not fool ourselves that Luis Hill is the answer to all, all our problems. No, he but is he, not he, ready. Sure. He also came against, uh, you know, a, a very good team with that knows how to hit the ball. I'm looking at... I'm looking at the run differential. We're talking about Toronto's the, uh, got one of the best run differentials in, in the American League. I think they're uh, Tampa's Tampa's one seventy nine, yep. Chicago's one thirty three plus one thirty three, and Houston's plus one seventy three. So they're third. Yeah, in the AM. I talked about this. I talked about this with uh, with Johnny yeah. on the podcast the other day. It's like Toronto's bullpen has blown so many games. So many them. games. So many games. So it was only a matter of time for this team to start teetering back up. And the offense to to carry it. They've won eight straight. The Yankees are in just an absolute tailspin. And you're right. Look, the injuries are a problem. They're a problem. How how is a team supposed to succeed when practically their team, all of their pitching staff is is dead? I mean, their whole pitching staff is dead. <laughs> and or walking and or walking off with a hamstring issue. Yeah, and that who that's... knows what how it'll affect him in the next start. Britain's another one. His Yankees career is likely done. He's had Tommy John surgery and in a, a bone chip removed from his elbow. Uh, he's out until at least the end of 2022, which is the final year of his contract. So now it's completely just a completely waste of a year from Britain and essentially a waste of four plus years from Zach Britton. 123 innings, 2.69 ERA, 3.89 fit for his Yankees career. But I feel like he had more failure than success with the Yankees and more injuries than health with the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, injuries for sure with him knew that was a known quantity. We knew that him coming over was a, was, was a risk, uh, especially after his, his Achilles injury in Baltimore. He, he was just a risk. Um, and I think anybody who has a, a lower leg injury like that, you know, is probably more prone to injury across you know, the rest of their body just because of. Um, of how they change their mechanics or just how they, they do different things with uh, with their lower half having a, a, a substantial injury like that. I, when when healthy, he still pitched relatively well, but whatever. I'm not talking about Zach Burton right now. You're right. His Yankee career is completely done. That's it. Um, goodbye. This, but it's, just, it's another it's another lost piece out of the bullpen. If there was a sliver of hope that Britain was going to come back at the end of the year, that's obviously gone now. Loisaga is still out. Um, Chapman is bad. Chapman's just bad, okay? Chad Green is, I guess, the most reliable, but he's hit or miss. And then the rest of the guys are are not reliable. You might get a good performance out of them, but you're probably not going to get a good performance out of them. The Yankees so run just, differential. It's just rolling. It's, it's just, it's just hit, you're trying to hit darts. You're trying to hit darts that night. The, Yan- the Yankees run differential right now on the season is plus 34. 
yes. That's crazy. And, so and when if we're even remotely looking at this offense to carry this team with the decimated pitching no, staff. The offense is not going to carry it's them. Not they, they, it's not happening. Look at the runs scored. They've got like a hundred and something less runs scored than the top teams in the American they League. They have a hundred and hundred and sixteen runs fewer than Boston. Yeah. And Boston only has a 53 differential, which which shows you that the Yankees pitching staff through the season, for the most part, has been very good. Has been very good. Oh, yeah, we've I think we've it's, acknowledged that. We've absolutely acknowledged that. But but the fact that when you look at this season and when we look back at it as a failure, because that's what's going to happen, because there's no possible way this team is doing anything in a playoff run. This is just impossible, whether they sneak into the playoffs or not, which is looking less and less likely with Toronto on their heels and Oakland, by the way, and Seattle, by the way, only two games back from those. So we're it doesn't a, even matter, we have a four-game party. It doesn't even matter about Seattle and Oakland. Boston is ahead of you right now and you've got three games left with them on the schedule and Toronto is tied with you in the loss column and you've got three games left with them on the schedule and if both of those teams ahead are, are ahead of you you're on the outside looking in oh yes for sure but at the same time there's two other teams that are on your heels as well so there are there are two more teams outside of the AL insult to jockeying for position yeah so do you realize you know, that Toronto has 14 games out of their remaining games against either Minnesota or Baltimore they're going to mop the floor with those teams. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're absolutely going to destroy them. That They're going to go 12-2 and two in those games. You know why? Because they know they can, and they know they will. So they will. Because that team cares, and they actually know how to string together runs. They're not one-dimensional. They know how to... Uh, you know, we were looking at that roster and looking at, for the last two years, last year... They played better than a lot of people expected. That uh, the the young kids came up and played very well, um, and then this year they actually got some pitching. And look, oh by the way, Robbie Ray, a guy that they got, is a Cy Young contender and actually might win it. It depends on how Cole finishes the, the season. Didn't even need to face the Yankees this series. The rest of the pitching staff, Barrios, by the way, the guy that the, Brian Cashman deemed too expensive to acquire at the deadline, pretty much shut the Yankees down yesterday. And has been a pretty good addition to the Toronto pitching staff. Oh, yeah. No, they went out let's and addressed go get Andrew Heaney. Let's go get Andrew Heaney instead. Let's try and win a lottery ticket versus actually paying for some quality uh, product. To be fair, they went out and got Anthony Rizzo, which we... I still like the move. Good move. And... Um, when you look at Gallo, we, again, we knew what he was. We're going to have to see him next year again, Not complaining too. about the Rizzo and Gallo moves. I, I still think those were good moves. But even at the time, at the deadline, we both said, good moves on the offensive side, don't understand the moves on the pitching side. Correct. And, 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 and the pitching staff has carried the team for the large portion of the season. And it's the only reason that they're still in a playoff picture. But now they've had injuries. And when injuries happen and you have to go to your depth and your depth consists of Andrew Heaney, guess what? You fucking suck. <laughs> oh my God. All right. How, so, how so do you Scott, look yourself in the mirror real quick? How do you look yourself in the mirror as a Yankees owner, as, as someone with the last name Steinbrenner and see Andrew Heaney come in, in a two run game? See, see, see freaking... <laughs> Sal Fasano. No, it's the love child Sal of Ray Romano, Romano and Fasano. Fasano. Come in in a tie game against the Blue Jays who are on your ass. 
How do you look at that? How do you see that happening and think it's okay? How do you see your fan base just absolutely crumbling with frustration and anger and think that's okay? How? How? How with your last name Steinbrenner in the week of Jeter can you look <laughs> yourself in the mirror the week of Jeter. and think that this is okay? How? How? Well, I don't know, Scott. I mean, what was it early July when everyone was when the media was just completely trashing Boone and Cashman and everybody and Hal Steinbrenner finally got off his ass and talked and what did he do he backed Aaron Boone and he backed Brian Cashman and he put the blame on the players you can't put the blame on the players at this point not with the injuries that have been out there you can't you can put some of it on on individual performances no doubt but I mean, you have to have accountability. Let me let me can, rephrase can, this. Can let I me just, rephrase this. You have to have accountability for the players. Yeah, absolutely. You've you've been talking about accountability for for two. But months there's no now, accountability there's above no, the no, players, so why have it with the players? Right. There's no accountability in this organization. No accountability for injuries either. Now this season, ironically, has been one of the healthiest seasons the Yankees have had in a long time, even though they've had a, a shit ton of injuries. But pretty much for f- going on four years, this team has been decimated by injuries. You want to call it bad luck? Fine. You're a fool if you just think it's bad luck. It is a complete mismanagement of the I don't injury. Think so. How? It's because from the, be, because the, the starting lineup, the, the players that are in our on our team, the offensive players that have been getting hurt, have not have not gotten hurt. COVID has been a a problem that has thrown a wrench into a lot of things. But every stands healthy, judges healthy. Those are the two guys. First of all, that we look at n- number one. First and foremost, we look at those guys. Luke Voigt is a is just an injury waiting to happen every single time. I don't care who his freaking trainer is. That guy's an injury waiting to happen. He picks things up and puts them down, and they're heavy. You know, the okay, COVID went through the well, rest of them. Go back to the beginning of the season. Gary Sanchez, healthy. Aaron Aaron Hicks was supposed to be your starting center fielder. Okay. He's been injured his whole career, and guess that's what? That's not He's the trainer's fault. Again. That's a that's a that's a that's a. I a said management it, I'm fault. not blaming this just on the trainers. It's top down. It's from the players that you acquire to the training staff to the rehab assignments, to the management day-to-day, it's a complete and utter mismanagement of the injury protocol. Because think about it. Like, oh, Brian Cashman. Aaron Hicks is not a mismanagement of the injury protocol. Aaron Hicks was another walking injury. Right. And yet, Brian Cashman That's not the injury protocol, though. I'm just labeling it injury protocol or just type of player you go after. It's like, this is the decision that's, Brian well, that's Cashman made. That's more fair. Brian Cashman made a decision to sign an injury-prone player to yes, seven years. And guess what? He's injured again. And he did Brian it with Corey Cashman, Kluber and he did it with Tyone. Corey Kluber. Yeah, Tyone. Right. And also, let's go to previous years. And when Brian Cashman decided to make an acquisition for, for James Paxton, okay, you acquired a pitcher who's always injured. And guess what? He was injured for you. It's... This is not rocket science. This is easy to see from a mile away. Okay, but that's more player identification than it is the training. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say that the the training. How about Luis Severino? Luis Severino has just been completely mismanaged from the injury front from day one. When he didn't get his MRI, to when they misdiagnosed the injury, to when he came back and wasn't ready, to now this year when he's injured himself twice in his rehab. Yeah, again, though, we're not, talking how, about damaged goods from years ago. I'm not like, yeah. How do you, I, we, how we've do you addressed not place, that a How do you times. not place blame on the people managing this? Yes, some blame does go on the sure. On, you can you have some, on, but it's not, but like, it's not the reason anything's happening. The the guys that we want to be healthy are healthy. They are this year. You're right. You said it. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I know there's not much to look forward to. Like, what do you want to look forward to? There's not five things to look forward to. There's not to. five things to look forward to. There's not five I mean, things this, to look forward to. Looking team forward to, to is not the out. right way to say it, though. Just like, what, what, what can we talk about looking ahead? I want to know, is Aaron Judge okay? Because he was on fire the entire month of August. And then he went in an 0 for 17 stretch, and he's hitting 167 with only one extra base hit in his last 30 plate appearances. Aaron Boone has talked about how he's having good swings at the plate. The Yes broadcast, I think like uh, Paul O'Neill and and Michael Kay opined for like 15 straight minutes about how, look at how long Aaron Judge lets the ball travel. He's hitting weak fly balls to right field. I want to know, is he physically okay? Because this is reminding me of 2019 when he was not healthy, trying to inside out everything because he could not pull the ball. That's what I'm seeing at the plate right now from Aaron Judge. Um, yeah, I mean, for all for everything we're seeing, he's healthy. The the letting the ball travel deeper into the deeper into the strike zone, deeper into his cap, that, that's just his approach. That that's where that was his new approach. That was how he changed his swing. We, I talked to the, the hitting coach that turned him around. That was a big piece of this. His swing is in the zone longer. Therefore, he can let the ball travel so he can make adjustments much easier. And he's got a higher percentage to uh, of barrel percentage, whether the ball is deeper in, the, in, the, in his stance or out in front. He's just got a higher percentage of, of making contact. That's why we see the home runs to right field. That's why we see those lazy fly balls, potentially sometimes a right field, go out of the park. He's, he's got a swing that allows him to do that. It's a genius swing. I don't know what to tell you. He went but through he's not a pulling torrid the ball. streak. He, he's not pulling the ball. Yes, he yes, you're right. Let the ball travel. That That's better plate coverage. A, a flatter swing. All those things is great. But he it, in August and pretty much for the entire season, he was still able to get around on the ball and pull the ball and hit it with authority to all fields. He's not doing that right now. Maybe it's a slump. Maybe he's just a little tired because he's played more games this year than he has since his rookie season. Or maybe he's injured. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, he's starting to come out of it a little bit, but I think it's a slump. I think we're looking at a slump. I mean, the guy was, you know, on fire for, you know, practically a month. He's going to cool down, just like this team is. Unfortunately, just like what the way that that torrid streak and his cold streak are happening, it's mirroring what the team is doing. It's it's either 
it's hot or it's not. That's it. There's no in between for a lot of these guys. Not. I don't think that's totally fair for Aaron Judge because this is a guy that does um, get on base for different reasons and uh, for different ways. And like you said, he's not a he's not a home run guy, a home run or nothing guy. He will put the bat on the ball. He will go the other way. He will get the base hit. He will hit the double in the gap. He's more of a complete player. So how I'm, about this? I, he's a he's 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 just going through a cold streak. He has zero walks. timing. He has zero walks in his last thirty plate appearances. That that leads me exact way more to that he's hurt. He's not seeing the ball well. He's in a slump. So if he's not walking, which means he's not identifying his pitches as he did the two three weeks before that. To me, that's even more supportive evidence that he's in a slump. And looks like after yesterday, maybe starting to come out of it a little bit. So uh, you know, I'm hopeful Fine. that we see. I acknowledge it could be a slump. I'm just a little worried he's not a hundred percent. Who would you like? To see start over the next couple weeks. Does does it even freaking matter? Start games, I mean. Pitching. <laughs> Can I give you some uh, options? Sure, give me so, some options. So, the, so um, don't, Brian Please Hoke. don't mention Andrew Heaney in any of these options. Uh, Brian Hoke mentioned Andrew Heaney as a possible fill-in, and I say to that, ha-ha. Michael well, King. Well, Brian Hoke gonna... knows that that's probably an option because he's been listening to these jackasses talk after every single yeah. game, and he knows that it's in their brain, and that's why he's saying it. That's not Brian Hoke saying he should be an option. Oh, no, I'm but, not blaming it. But no, Brian Hoke is probably not wrong in the fact that he is actually an option because these guys are morons. Of Brian Hoke just reports what he hears yes. and sees. Yeah. Correct. Uh, Michael King is going to be activated this weekend. Good. Okay. Clark Schmidt last pitched for Scranton on September 5th, which means he would be uh, lining up for Saturday. How about giving him a start? Yep. Or or at least a go, like, uh, he, uh, like yes. a couple innings. No, a start. How about uh, Devi Garcia? What do they have to Shh. lose at this point? Let's go. Yeah. So Let's go. I would Can, say I would Garcia. Have, and I would have Devi Garcia come in and, you know, take Andrew Heaney's locker. Burn his burn yeah. his uniform. I don't care what I think, he does. Get him on the I team. I think you you DFA Andrew Heaney today. You you activate Michael King and you call up Clark Schmidt and Debbie Garcia and they Clark Schmidt and Debbie Garcia both get starts and Michael King is there to back them up if needed for a long relief. I would rather have Michael King start than Davy Garcia at this point. The way that Davey whatever Garcia though, has but pitched. like. But like, put him in a different it, position and see if he can do something in the bullpen because the okay, bullpen fine. needs it. Whatever it is, those three guys need to be pitching because we know the alternative, and they can't be worse than the alternative. I'm not saying they're gonna be better, but they can't be worse than the alternative of Andrew Heaney and Sal Fasano Romano and, and um, all these other jackasses that just can't do anything. Corey Kluber's gonna get another start, and hopefully he's working himself back up. Look, they. They have to find lightning in a bottle here. They have to. So the only way you can find that is by trying things. Uh, Clark Schmidt could be lightning in a bottle. He's got the talent. He's got the ability. Davey Garcia in big moments. Hey, maybe he gets geared up and throws the ball over the plate at a higher percentage when he's in when he's in the major leagues than he does Scranton because some kind of uh, you know momentum hits him because of the the tension of a game and he rises up. Give me that. Give me that youthful energy. Give me the possibility of a kid going out there and and pitching well in a big moment over these jackasses that we're seeing pitch right now. Give me the possibility and the potential hope of somebody coming in and doing something different and actually pitching well. I'm fine with that. At this point, you have to find lightning at a bottle because there's no other reason. Severino, we don't know what he's going to be. I know he's throwing off of a mound now, but... It's September 10th and he's just starting to throw off a mound. He's he's going to be... if, if it. If it if it 20 keeps going, days left in the season. He's going to be a bullpen option. 
I so know. they need to find starting last, pitching. For the last week of the season, which might not fucking matter at this rate. Also true. The last thing I want to talk about and the last thing I want to see is Glaber Torres and Gio Urshela riding the bench for a significant amount of time. Okay? I know they each got, quote, benched this week, even though Boone said they were just giving them a day. But I'm talking about the next two weeks. I don't want to see him starting a game because... Glaber Torres has three hits, no extra base hits since his return on September 3rd, and he's a freaking idiot in the field. And Giorgella just does not look healthy. Four hits, only one extra base hit since his return on August 26th. Also, isn't it a little ironic that when those two guys returned, sucking, yes, oh no. sucking yeah. some of that, like you said, energy and aggressiveness and, and hunger out of the lineup, this team fell flat on their face again? I'm not blaming it on those two guys, but when you took, we said this, I'm a little worried about taking Andrew Velasquez out of the lineup and putting Glaber Torres back in there. Because even though Andrew Velasquez has, Glaber Torres has more talent in his freaking pinky than Andrew Velasquez has in his entire well, on, body. On the offensive side, not on the defensive side. Right. But but like potential as a, as a baseball player, all-star yes. baseball player. Yes. Andrew Velasquez is a hungrier, smarter baseball player. Than Glaber yeah. Torres, yeah. and right now, that's what this team needs. They don't. He's need got a Glaber lot more Torres. to lose. That's for sure. He's got a lot more to lose. They don't need Glaber Torres in the lineup, and they don't need a completely lost Gio Urshela in the lineup because at this point in the season, September tenth, with Boston ahead of you and Toronto tied with you, you need to play whoever is going to win you games. You don't need to play names at this point. Whoever is going to win you games, whether it's Velazquez, Odor, Tyler Wade, I don't give a shit. Play those guys, not the names at this point. You have to. I feel I, I, I don't like to pile on Gio Urshela because I, I agree with you. I don't think he's healthy. I don't think he's there. You see the miscues in the field too. He's just, something's wrong. He looks there's, awful. There's, he looks awful in yeah. every aspect. Something something is not, not correct with him. Um so don't play him. There's no excuse for. It. Don't play him. No, no, you're right. You cannot. You cannot look at anything at this point besides results. It's the only thing you can look at. The absolute only thing you can look at. And you're not getting any results there from the the things that they're doing on the field with the bat and the glove, and even just like the body language. There's 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 just shitty results coming from body language. Did you give me see give me Velasquez that cares and has energy? Give me Tyler Wade who has been playing his ass off for the past month plus. And gives you good defense, and has been getting on base in different ways. Give me those guys over the over 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 Glaber Torres, who's just going to try to hit a home run, look foolish, and make <laughs> so bad, bad plays in the field. Did you see Glaber? I think it was his second at bat last night. He he took three swings and misses at high fastballs, and with each swing, he tried to hit the ball farther, and he wasn't even close. It was a the one of the most pathetic at bats I've ever seen. After the at bat, I tweeted out, "I know nobody has the answer to this." But what the heck is going on? What happened with this guy? How is he this bad? I don't understand how you go from an all-star to being this bad. I don't know. I don't know. Me mechanically, he's just so screwed up, I think. And I don't know how you find, uh, you get back to the, he, he needs the Quan. He needs, he needs to get back to that center, whatever the hell it is. He's about to have a kid, saw that. Maybe that'll help him. Maybe that'll give him some inspiration. Maybe that'll ground him a little bit. If speaking from experience on both of us, it's going to make him tired. Gonna be, not going to be good for the energy level. <laughs> um, all right, that's it. It was kind of like a weird Friday Fives, just a, a, a 
collection of crap and bitching, but that's what happens. That's what this team is right now. Swept at home. That's what this team is. If if anybody who talks about the New York Yankees, who writes about the New York Yankees, is saying anything remotely positive, you're insane. You're insane because this team is just a dumpster fire right now. And unfortunately, there's no end in sight because of that accountability, because that lack of leadership, and it starts at the top, and the shit rolls downhill, and we're seeing that. Aaron Judge is not even in a position to lead if he wanted to be. It's not even in a position because the leadership from the front office and the leadership from the coaching staff and the managerial staff is dog shit. I don't know how you rise above that as a player when the when one your team is injured, you're playing like shit for the majority of the time. It's just you're you're in a position of of failure. It's like it's just you're you're groomed for it at this point. This team is groomed for failure. It's terrible. Do you know what? pisses me off like i'm actually now pissed that they won the 13 games in a row i would have rather them just continue to be mediocre and just fade away because i am first of all they got our hopes up a little bit and we were like oh was this just a market correction and then this is the real team now they're going to start playing well but i'm i don't know 15 20 percent worried that brian cashman will look at that 13 game stretch and the overall good month of august and say that's our true level we just did, we just had some things go wrong for us. We're close. We're really the August baseball team. We're running it back next year. I'm like 20% worried that that's actually the thought process. And that Dude, would this be is, worst case scenario for this. But team. this is exactly what we were talking about after the trade deadline or after the All-Star break was, okay, at this point right now when we're looking at what's happened, how can you possibly look at yourself in the mirror and and identify Aaron Boone as a competent manager and come back next year? And one of my fears was that they were going to play in a getting a hot streak, get a little hot. He did, he made some good calls. There were some things in there we acknowledged. Yeah, we said, he, we he, said he, they're playing we, for him for we, two weeks. He did something. He I, I don't know what happened, but Caught like semblance of a manager it's showed it's up luck. for like a, a week luck. or two. It was Fine. luck. But you know what? This was this was a worry. This was absolutely a fear because if there was enough enough, I don't even know what that line is or where that where you you draw the line in the sand for what is enough. But if there if that does happen, if there is enough, and then they fail at the end and they just drop off like we all expected them to be because the team is flawed, the fears wasn't enough to run it back with the same shit. That's because worse. That's my nightmare. That's that's the worst case. If scenario. you do that, if you look at Aaron Boone, I don't care, Brian Cashman. Whether he's here or not, if you look at that that this coaching staff and you say this is the right coaching staff for this these these group of players, because a lot of the players are going to come back, you need to get your head examined. You need to get your head examined, and I, I don't even know what to say after that because there's it's just so clear that that is not the case. It is so very clear. You could bring in literally anybody, literally anybody, and it would be better because it would be different. <sighs> I, I don't know I don't know how to react if that is the case if we run it back uh, I I want Willie I'll, Randolph I'll, in, that, in that dugout so badly still I, I don't, even, like, even, again, even Jeter acknowledges the, the you know the Willie Randolph he just feels like the right guy can we talk about Jeter for two minutes because like I, I just want to feel on, better about yourself I was, I was on a Jeter kick this week and just like reliving some old things it's just so nice did you there was a little um like two three minute video that mlb posted of jeter walking taking a tour of the hall of fame with like one of the like tour guides or whatever it was just him and hannah and the tour guide and there was a moment in the video where on a big tv screen they were playing the the jeffrey mayer play and tony tarasco and jeter just smirks and goes should have jumped 
should have jumped and walks away, <laughs> which is, just, I got such a big kick out of it because he's probably obviously seen that a million times and said that a million times, but just like, not that, oh, he didn't try and say, oh, you know, it probably would have gone off the wall for a double anyway, or maybe it would have gone for a home run, blah, blah, blah. Nope. Just should have jumped. And you didn't, I would have done the right thing. You didn't do the right thing. That's what my career was about. I did the right thing. You didn't do the right thing. And that's, that's the difference between Derek Jeter and those 1990s, early 2000s teams and this current baseball team. Those guys it's, did the right thing. These guys do the wrong thing. They, I'm going to read you a text from my buddy Jim who uh, we talk. He, he listens to the show and uh, he, he texts me after every time he listens. <laughs> that I'm, I'm always waiting for... Uh, there's, I have accountability. There's accountability on my end because I get text messages about the dumb shit that I say uh, from, uh, from my guy, Jim. So... He said, I thought I was going to mention this, uh, but I didn't, apparently. The judge will never judge will never be Derek Jeter after he took himself out of the Otani game this year. It's Thank the you. little things. It's the little things and all the little things. I'm sorry. And the little things are the only thing. And he's right. Derek Jeter did the little things. And the story that you just described was exactly that. Just jump. Even if you jump and don't catch it, you make contact with that glove and it's a yeah. different it's a different story. Yeah. You, 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 it's a different story. It's a different uh, it's a different um, ending. He also mentioned that um, Jeter was not his favorite player of the era. Uh, Jim is five years older than me. Uh, he said he's always a Jorge guy. He knew that he and Paul were the clubhouse enforcers, but you couldn't raise a better son. His parents did a fantastic job. It's pretty, pretty, pretty yeah, close. I, mean, I still think o in the backdrop, like Derek Jeter was kind of everybody's favorite player, whether they admitted it or not, but. Well, yeah, Posada was like maybe an emotional leader and enforcer. Certainly O'Neill and Cohn were those guys too. But Jeter was the face. He was the head. He was yep. the he was he was Mr. Even Keeled, keep us on track always. And that uh, the team is lacking that now. Maybe Judge we thought had that potential, but you're right. Whether he pulled himself out of the Otani game, well, he didn't get pulled out of the Otani game. But but uh, Aaron Boone said this is your day off and he didn't fight to get back in the lineup. Derek Jeter yeah. never would have sat against Pedro Martinez, ever. No. Also, to be fair, Joe Torre would never have sat him. It, yeah, again, it, 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 you're comparing it would not, apples, he would not have been comparing put in a position. apples to oranges. It's apples to oranges because guys played. Like we said, Jeter played 98% of the baseball games back. But, like, he's never not playing a big Correct. game. Yes, of course, right. That, that His... What did he say? His obligation was to play every day. That was his job. That was his responsibility. And, and he took I that can to even heart. say that about some other guys like we hate. Like Alex Rodriguez would not have sat against Pedro Martinez. Love or hate Alex Rodriguez. He was also a I'm playing every day kind He's of guy. He's a competitor. Yeah, you're right. That's not something I could ever take away from him. He was a competitor. There's no doubt. I mean, he took right. steroids to be more of a competitor. <laughs> All right. That's, uh, that's he competed so hard that his cousin Yuri talked him into some shit. The Yankees are from there. playing the Mets this weekend, oh, so if it could get. It, hey, <laughs> hey, breaking news! It can get worse. It can get worse. Well, the baseball, the product on the field can't get any worse, but the the, the story around the this story team can line, get the worse. narrative can get worse. I mean, the Blue Jays are a better team, obviously, I think, than the Mets. So I guess you're playing an inferior opponent. In theory, you should have a better chance to win. But I'm I don't. Going to be an emotional night. Uh, tomorrow at City as well. Twenty years of nine eleven. Sure. I know they're doing, uh, they're doing some things at uh, at the game. Yankees Mets obviously going to be an emotional night. Uh, so 
So that's that's going to be something to watch for sure. Uh, but yeah, they're they're. I think it was announced that the they're wearing FDNY um, hats yeah. and everything like that. Uh, yeah, it, it's twenty year anniversary, and like some of the, I remember just like seeing different stories and stuff of guys talk. Like I remember Bernie Williams was really. He had like he gave a he gave like a talk once or an interview about like the responsibility that the team had. Um, like they went and visited the site afterwards and like helped you know the first responders. Like they didn't do anything serious, but they you know moved some boxes around, whatever it was. At the end of the day, you see the New York Yankees down there. There's an emotional response. But he emotional... he was just like it just yeah, I had to try and find find the quote or find it. He was just completely like blown away and like Bernie opened up a little bit about how much it meant to them the team and everybody and like just like it completely changed everyone's mentality so yeah it's gonna be an emotional night for sure yep. 20 years holy shit it's crazy all right um we will talk to you guys again on monday keep your sanity keep your sanity keep your sanity serenity now <laughs> serenity now. hey guys thanks for listening to the bronx pinstripe show Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.